0: Hey, Beyond Black and White, it is your girl who swirls, Chris Karazin from Beyond Black and White, and I have some very special guests who have um, not quite traveled a long way, but they're certainly, um, they're they're, they're coming to us from the future because the time zone's way ahead. (laughs) They they live in Israel, and um, this is Tanya and Eric. Hi, Tanya. Hi, Eric. How are you? Thank you for joining us. Hi! <laughs> Thank you. Hi. Now we are fellow YouTubers, are we not? I mean, that's yep, how we found we each other. Um, yeah. Uh, you have a natural hair channel. Do you want to give your your shout out to your channel? I love your hair, by the way.
1: Thank you. <laughs> yes, it is called Black and Natural in Jerusalem,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you can find me under Lanicert as well. L A N I C E R T.
0: Okay, very cool. All right. You're going to have to we're gonna have to look you up because, um, you know, I am a natural hair fanatic. I love it. So I'm always looking for, um, and you have excellent growth. I mean, you've got, you know, your hair looks very healthy and nice, and I got to check out your channel. But the reason why we're, we're talking today is because you guys are obviously an interracial couple, and <laughs> 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 And, um, and you guys are also, you're, you're living, not only are you an interracial couple, but you're living internationally, and you're raising mm-hmm. children um, in Jerusalem. So tell me something. Let's just go through the timeline of how you guys met to where you guys are now. So how did you guys meet?
1: So who's going to tell this, me or you?
2: Uh, well, it depends on if you want the long version or the short <laughs> version.
0: So I'll start, and
1: Eric will jump in, because that's how we usually tell this story. Okay. <laughs> but... I came here in 1995 to go to graduate school. I was working on a master's degree in ancient history. And Eric came the next year to work on his master's degree. And we met that year, 1996. Yep. and August. August 1996, he remembers. When we were, um, I think we met like right at the entrance to the school or something like that. And so we were working on our degrees. The next year we did an internship together. We kind of have a long story. Because it was a long time ago. Um, we ended up doing a ministry internship together. And then kind of here, went our, in here Israel. in Israel also. And then kind of went our separate ways. I went to Oklahoma of all places and he went back to Montana. Is this succinct enough? You're doing great. <laughs> and then while in um, Oklahoma, I like to say that he followed me Because he came to Oklahoma to finish his master's degree that he started here. So he came to the university where I was teaching in Oklahoma. I was teaching at Oral Roberts University. And he came there to finish his degree. And we kind of, we got together when we were in Jerusalem. Then we broke up. Then we got back together in Tulsa, and we got in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we got married while we were there.
0: Okay, cool. yep. So, what was it that finally said, okay, this is it? We're going to get married. We like each other enough.
1: <laughs> you want to
0: tell that?
2: Wow. Um, I mean, there were a number of factors. We both love uh, exploring cultures and places, uh, we're both travelers. Uh we spent hours and hours talking about different places we wanted to visit. We yeah. spent a lot of time traveling around this part of the world yeah. uh, together. Uh, so, Turkey
1: and Egypt. And-
2: yeah. And uh, so we had a lot in common, uh, a lot of shared experience from our time at school here and in the internship that we did together. Um, and uh, I, I think I was the slow one.
0: Uh, <laughs> Men always I, uh, are. <laughs> we we women we know we're like okay you gonna yeah. be my husband
1: see and I knew and had to wait six years
2: <laughs> yeah I was the slow one I, I was busy asking my dad what it what, what it feels like when you fall in love how do you know you found the right <laughs> one and uh one day I was telling him about some places I wanted to visit and how much I wanted to take Tanya there and I think I said something about, I just can't imagine her being my best friend for the rest of my life. And he looked at me and said, Eric, if this isn't love, I don't know what is. <laughs> You're never going to find the right one if this isn't yeah. the one. And it was like the light bulb went on in my head. And finally, the veil was taken away. <laughs> went, oh, it's her. And uh, so we began a more serious relationship after that point. And mm-hmm. it was just a few years after that we finally got married. Mm-hmm. Um, We both have a a love to be in this country. Um, Mm -hmm. We had a lot of good times here.
1: Uh, Reconciliation is something that's important to us. And I mean, what better place to really want to help work toward reconciliation than here? That was something that was always really important um, to see that happening in this region. And so we're here. We came back to bring our our children.
0: So the purpose of you being in Jerusalem is you're, you're living and working there. What are you, what work are you doing?
1: I'm a second grade teacher. I teach at an international school here. And Eric works at the school in administration. I'm in the
2: administration of the school. Okay. It, uh, it was really a blessing that when mm-hmm. the job opportunity came up. Uh, we'd been looking for an opportunity to come back to the land. Yeah. And uh, we saw... A posting for a teacher's position, mm-hmm. and this uh, the job that I'm doing, and uh, I, I kind of came kicking and screaming. I didn't really want to do the job itself, but <laughs> the opportunity to be here, and, and it, it came with an apartment and uh, right in the middle of the city. Mm-hmm. So uh, on the school grounds, on the school grounds, mm-hmm. it it, uh, it really ended up being a huge blessing. Yeah. Uh, we jumped yeah. on the opportunity, and
1: uh, and we like we wanted to be involved with multiple cultures here, so we wanted to be involved with. Um, Obviously we're involved with some expats because we're expats. We also wanted to be really involved with Jewish people and with Arab people. And being at the school gives us a huge opportunity to do that because many of our colleagues are Jewish, um, lots of our students are Arab, and we also have Arab colleagues. And we just get a good blending of the communities here at the school.
0: It's interesting because When I'm listening to you say that, you know, Jewish people and Arab people are going to school together and they're together, um, I think there's a a misconception that Americans have that, you know, it's sort of like separated, that the Jews are over here, Arabs Mm -hmm. are over there, and there's constant fighting. So I would love it if you guys could give us a little bit more of a complete picture, because whenever you turn on the news, it just seems like there's always some sort of conflict between the two groups.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, well, you know, the news has to sell advertisements, <laughs> so it's in their best interest to find the most sensational uh, stories, and mm-hmm. uh, they they definitely sensationalize a lot of what happens. There are things, uh, there is some tension. Uh, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's That's quite fun. a bit higher than others. Uh, last summer was a good example uh, mm-hmm. when, with all the... Uh, uh, rockets coming in from Gaza and then the attack from the Israelis onto into the into Gaza mm-hmm. um, th- There are tensions here for sure uh, There are segregated neighborhoods. Uh, there are places mm-hmm. where uh, Arabs live uh, mostly in East Jerusalem and there's places where predominantly Jews live uh, mostly in West Jerusalem mm-hmm. But that's not a hundred percent. There are places where there's a mix and mm-hmm. and for for decades even even centuries uh, Jews and Arabs have been living together uh, more or less harmoniously uh, and uh, with, you know, there have been times of, of uh, conflict, but I would say the majority of people would like to just live their lives. You know, yeah. people want to be able to live and have their families and go to work and not have to deal with, nobody wants all the stress and, and the pressure. Mm. Um, it's really the the, the political uh, leaders, the religious leaders who end up stirring up more of the, of the tension and stress, um, get people riled up. Uh, there are some injustices that happen. There are some, some mm-hmm. gross uh, violations um, on both sides of the issue. Uh, mm-hmm. There are some real frustrating uh, mm-hmm. decisions that are made. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it just grieves our hearts when we're here. We see uh, whether this side or that side choose to do or somebody, you know, goes out and does a violent act or, or, Mm -hmm. um, the authorities clamp down on a neighborhood or a, or a region, um, because of one person's decision, you know, everybody suffers. Uh, these things just really Mm -hmm. are frustrating to us and they, Mm -hmm. they, you know, grieves our hearts and we, we really empathize or sympathize with, Everybody on both sides, the, the fears and the frustrations, because everybody here deals with it on a day-to-day basis. Day-to-day. But in reality, life goes on. You know, people keep going to work and people keep going shopping and having their families and having birthday parties and weddings and funerals and, and life, life goes on. And for the most part, people keep the tension kind of in a separate place in the back of their minds. They have to. And you just press on and you try to avoid certain areas. <laughs>
0: No,
1: <laughs> and I'd like to say, mm-hmm, our school ahead. is kind of like a an mm-hmm. Um, Our school is very unique in that we service the international community, and there are local families that come as well. Mm-hmm. But what you'll find here is people are really impressed with our school because you know they see these two communities interacting really healthily. And even though we um, we kind of maintain this perspective because we aren't from here, so we see it from a more I think from a more objective perspective, we're not experiencing what our Arab friends are experiencing or what our Jewish friends are experiencing. Sure, we will be more concerned if there's tension, you know, to go and ride a bus or go to certain parts of town, but it doesn't impact us in the same way. And what we love to do is to just be a blessing and be an encouragement to the people around us and to let them see that we are we're supporting you. We're not going to pick a side. We understand that there are wrong things that are happening to you. And we understand that there are wrong things happening to our neighbors. You know, it's across the board. It's not just one people group that's suffering. And I think the more people from the outside who kind of express this openness and choose not to take sides, the better.
0: Now, uh now tell me something. In regards to being an interracial couple, um mm-hmm. in in Jerusalem, is that something that is um that is uncommon? Um, is it something that, you know, just I mean, how is it, is it, is there a difference between how it's received in the States versus um, in, in the country you're in now?
1: Yes, it is different. We get a lot of stares. I think we get way more stares here than we ever got in the States. Ah. I don't know if it's because in Atlanta and it's not so unusual in Atlanta. That's where we last lived. Um, but we don't, we never, we've never experienced much, much malice really anywhere we've lived. But here, people stare out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of Africans here. There are a lot of Ethiopians who are citizens of Israel, mm-hmm. and because there are a lot of Ethiopian Jews. Mm-hmm. But recently, there's been a huge wave of Sudanese who've come. Refugees. And refugees, yeah. And Eritreans. So people kind of look at us, and they're trying to figure the whole thing out. They look at him. If he has uh, on they, a white they shirt... They don't just look at us,
2: they're like no, this. they're like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like for, for minutes
2: we can be sitting at the, at the train stop or the bus stop and literally unless you like turn and smile at them or like draw attention to the fact that you see them staring at you I... they will stand there they like move from one side to the other get like just three staring. feet away from you and just
1: yes yeah, very close it's not like from a distance they will stare <laughs> Just like that. I'm not kidding. Never, I'm not, not exaggerating. And, it. and it's all racist. It could be black it's people, never, it's, yeah, it's white people. It's
0: never like you know. <laughs> well, what about things? Right, what about no your palace. kids? It's do they just do curiosity? They, do, they do, they, do they look? Do they look at you guys and then they look at your kids and they look at you and they look at your kids and they look at you? <laughs> that happens to us too. It depends on yes. where we are. How does world. that happen? Yes, they do
1: that. <laughs> but they look like. They just have brown skin. Yeah. So it's the funniest thing because if I'm out with them, I'll get stares. If I'm out with the kids alone, I'll get stares mainly from black people. If Eric is out with them alone, who, who is it that looks at you guys? Do you get it at all? Not so much. But when we're Not together, so the four of us, it's like... Occasionally they'll look
2: at Josh and look at me and try to figure out what the connection is. Yes,
1: because our son has my hair, okay. but his face. He okay. <laughs> he
2: really looks like me but with with African American hair. Yeah. I just said African black, black said hair. I really said that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a right. of mine. <laughs> Yeah. Black African hair. hair. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and they, you know, they kind of look at him and huh. But yeah, if we're together, they they just back and forth between like They can't figure pinballs. us out.
1: They can't.